0: nutritionist and podcaster so sit back relax and let the geek fest begin
1: hi everyone my name is Nat Wang and I'm a nutritional therapy consultant I help people identify any nutritional imbalances and work on helping your body to enhance its own natural ability to heal itself so I mainly work with people who have digestive issues food allergies or sensitivities and eczema and I'm also a host of a podcast, uh, which focuses a lot on nutritional therapy and holistic health, which is called The Savvy Lifestyle, so you can find me there as well.
0: Okay. As noted, we part of this is like basically gave you a quick challenge to deal with, help uh, comic book people when it comes to doing conventions, and it was essentially, as a nutritionist, I gave you access to basically point out that if you're in a convention – you have very limited access to any kind of actual real food. Uh, you basically, you'll have access to a small, a very small grocery like a carniceria, a convenience store, a possibly a burger joint and or a taco joint, and as far as the room goes, you'll have basically a refrigerator and the microwave, plus whatever the convention happens to be selling, plus whatever street food happens to be in the area. Yes. <laughs> and I bet you had fun with that.
1: It's interesting, but then again, a lot of times when we are out for events, we only have limited access because of time and because of location. So this is a really good challenge because I think that a lot of us will face this kind of situations at some point in our life. And I really enjoyed like trying to figure it out and trying to um, come out with come up with ways and I would say um, so-called a diet plan to work around these places.
0: (laughs) So basically, what did you end up up coming up with?
1: So I guess, okay, um, for myself, I've been to a few conferences as well and I guess the game plan starts even before we make our way there. So maybe I will share like some tips and some rules that I have uh, even before I head over. So when it comes to going to this kind of events or even in your daily life, I think it's very important to have like uh, a few simple rules of eating. So for myself, I do set a couple of rules which is to always drink as much plain water as possible. So that is something that I would stick with whether it's at a conference or even just Going about in my daily life, Um, I would avoid as much sugary or processed foods as possible. And when it comes to conferences, I think, you know, like when you meet up with all your friends and people that you have been looking forward to meet, usually there's always those after parties. So in, in those scenarios, I would limit myself to maybe at most two glasses of alcohol and the other kind of rules that I have is probably to always eat in variety like eating a good variety of food but in moderation as well so I'm not going to overload myself with like chicken wings and eat that alone I'll probably have two wings and you know eat something else as a side and most importantly always get enough sleep because I know that these events can be really exciting and it can be fun but many times we get so excited we talk to our friends and we stay up so late that we probably only end up sleeping two hours on that night and what happens the next day is we get really tired and drained and we try to keep on like we get cravings just so that we can keep our energy up and many times when those cravings hit, it is always the sugary stuff or whatever we can, you know, uh, buy in the nearest stores. And it's always like desserts, cookies or, you know, churros or many, many food that is high in sugar. Right. Yep. Yeah, so those are kind of like the five rules that I always set, you know, um, in my daily life and even at events, I try to stick to those. So, with that in mind, then we can move on to preparing for the trip. <laughs> so, I guess um, sometimes for me, there are certain things that I prefer to have on hand because of like maybe brand specifics or because uh, I just prefer to have it like with me at all times so that uh, from the moment I arrive, I can start using them. Uh there's, whenever I travel, there are, uh, this is the list of things that I would pack into my luggage. So I would definitely bring like a water bottle, just so that I can top up water. Uh, I can refill my water bottle wherever I am. Like, I can literally have water with me even in the airport and the plane. Um, the next thing I would pack is coconut oil. So for me, it's some people may find may find it kind of weird, but Coconut oil has like multiple uses. I can actually use it as a moisturizer, as a makeup remover. And I also use it in my food. So if there is an opportunity for me to cook in the hotel room, then I already have the oil ready for me to use. At least I wouldn't have to use like whatever oil that's provided in the rooms because sometimes like the oils that they provide is not as good. And... Even if there's like no pan or anything that's available for me to cook, I can literally use coconut oil, coat the coffee cups with it, and then I can actually use the microwave to cook eggs with that. Then there's also another thing that I have in my luggage always when I travel and that is all-purpose seasoning that is like if, let's say, I, in the event that I want to cook, um, the all-purpose seasoning works well with almost anything. Vegetables, meat, and all sorts of stuff. I would also usually pack um, protein bars or protein powder with me. So sometimes if, let's say, I really have nothing else to eat and I'm stuck in the room at night and I'm hungry, I'll just whip up a protein shake. And lastly, um, sometimes I'll buy this at the event uh, or a grocery store near the event, but I would usually pack at least two bags of nuts with me so I can eat them on a plane.
0: Yeah, which is sort of weird because a lot of planes don't actually give out nuts like they used to, so...
1: I guess um, planes do give out snacks, but uh, usually they would give, like, pretzels. Or salted nuts, which sometimes are not as good, because we don't want to have, like load up on that sodium. So if I pack my own, uh, nuts or trail mix, at least I have more control over the ingredients. So it's usually like unsalted nuts or just uh, lightly roasted nuts. Right. Yeah, Or even like a trail mix, uh, whereby sometimes, uh, I might have a sweet tooth and I'll add in like some raisins or some dried fruits inside as well. So I think like those work really well. It's it's a good way to, at least you have that go-to snack for your road trip, you know, whether you're driving a long distance or you're on the plane, you can just reach out and get those.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Trail mix is actually pretty common as far as a lot of people go because it's, like you point out, it's got a little bit of variety to it, especially if they get something uh, so, like, so far called uh, California mixes, which mix yes. the... Granola plus a couple of nuts plus sometimes the uh, either coconut shred, uh, sorry, shredded coconut, or M and M's in there as well, it, as yeah. well as raisins. So.
1: Yes, I think some some of them um, they have like cacao nibs as well, and that's a really really good one. I like it because it's like it it solves the chocolate cravings, but it's also really good with, like it's it provides your body with antioxidants
0: right? Yes. All right. So, so far we're actually off to a really good start. We've got the snacks, plus we've got a general protein source as well as Mm -hmm. a good carb source, which is the trail mix. Um, Mm -hmm. Plus we've got something we can actually use to cook. And you already mentioned one of the basic hacks, which is to do eggs in the microwave. Yes.
1: So, we have, like, at least we have the, the few basics, right? Um, in a way, like, coconut oil can be a, a very good source of healthy fats as well as the nuts. And you can do a lot of things with that. So, most hotel rooms, they provide you with, like, a coffee maker. So, for those of you, like, who really enjoy coffee or you want to try out bulletproof coffee, you can just add, like, a tablespoon of the coconut oil and stir it into the black coffee. And that is a... Great way to start the day.
0: I may actually have to try that. I mean, I've tried coconut oil and other stuff, but um, I'm infamous for my golden milk, for example. Mm-hmm. But your uh, Golden milk is basically a turmeric, uh, coconut milk with a little bit of peppercorns in there, and then sometimes also a some coconut oil as part of the mix as well. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's a, something I, I like because the, I... Well, I'm diabetic so I have to deal with inflammation issues. So Okay. Which of course is where the turmeric comes in handy.
1: Yes, turmeric is very, very good for like anti inflammation and you know, just helping manage like any pain issues as well.
0: So So as long of course as long as you filter out the um, peppercorns, it's actually pretty good for you. The golden milk is actually pretty good for you in a lot of ways.
1: Yes. I like that. I think that I think some people they also make uh golden milk with ghee, so instead of coconut milk, they use ghee.
0: Yeah, it's it people use different uh, different things for the fat involved in there. So I think I ended up uh, taking that out after a little while because it was having a problem because it would kick up towards the top of it. But you know, that's a style thing or anything else.
1: Hmm. That's cool.
0: So all right so what would you suggest for the actual meals then
1: so when it comes to the event day itself um oh wait so now that we have already packed everything and we are on our way there uh, usually I I usually recommend like my clients that if let's say they are traveling it is good to kind of like arrive one day earlier and I find that it is much better because it keeps you settled down you're not stressed up you're not rushed. I find that like if you go on the day of the event itself, like the stress levels are much higher. And because you are in that rush state, you tend to just grab whatever you can eat along the way, which is not always the best option. But if you arrive one day earlier, you have that time to settle down. You start your day in a calm state. And sometimes if you arrive much earlier, you even have the time to you know go to a grocery store and just shop for um, some of the basic necessities to maybe prepare... Um, your breakfast for the next couple of days at least so when it comes to that like if let's say you're able to reach slightly earlier um, before the conference starts then you can actually go and do a little bit of grocery shopping and there are some things that I like to stock up so um, let's say like um, based on what you mentioned like having that little grocery store that we have access to Um, I think there are things that we can buy from there so what I usually would stock up would be things that I can use easily without much preparation things like guacamole that's already prepared you know in a tub where I can just scoop it out and use Uh, things like flatbread things like salsa and I guess you can already see where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. So with these things, I can easily make a sandwich. I can make a taco in a room. Um, I would also buy things like carrots and cucumber. So that can actually be packed into like a container or a Ziploc bag um, together with guacamole or together with hummus. And that can be a snack that I can carry around and have for lunch, you know, during the event. I would also buy things like yogurt because yogurt can actually give you probiotics, especially when it comes to this kind of events whereby you're meeting a lot of people and, and you know you have like long days and you're always on uh sometimes this can take a hit on your immune system. So having yogurt which provides you with probiotics is really important, it helps build up the immune system, it keeps your belly Feeling good with the healthy bacteria, and it helps with your digestions as well.
0: Uh, real quick, uh, I'm not trying to. Basically, keep in mind, of course, that for everybody listening, we're talking. Uh, part of the problem, obviously, is the dreaded con crud, uh, crud, which you know is basically a flu-like after uh, you deal with conventions. So, having something like a probiotic would not be a bad thing.
1: <laughs> yes. That's actually very important. Like if even if let's say um if you're worried you can't get it there, I would highly recommend to pack it as a supplement in your luggages as well. Because um it really helps especially when you're traveling. Some I mean some people especially if you're flying in from another country or from a totally different place, sometimes the change in the location even like uh it takes a while for your body to adapt. So that's why you always hear of things like people saying they have like travelers' diarrhoea or something like that. It is very, very common. So having that probiotic can help prevent that. Cool. Yeah. Um I think there are also like some other things, uh such as like pulled pork, you know, like uh for the some places they sell like pulled pork that's already cooked. I I like to buy those like in those boxes. Uh, in like a full serving and I'll put it in the fridge and whenever I feel hungry, I can actually make that sandwich together with the guacamole and the flatbread and add top top with a little bit of salsa. That's almost like a taco or burrito already. Uh,
0: just out of curiosity, how do you feel about uh, processed meats like bologna, that sort of thing? Mm,
1: I would say given the situation... It may be a better choice. I do recommend it sometimes because let's say you're in this place and you, your only choice is either a sweet dessert or processed meats. I would choose the processed meats instead of the dessert. So it depends on, you know, for me it's always about balancing. Like get, I would choose the better of the two, whichever choices that I have. Right. Yeah, so sometimes even if let's say it is it is processed meats and it may not have the best combinations. I know some of them have like nitrites or they have MSG and not many people are comfortable with those. But if I have to choose between a bowl of ice cream and a processed meat sandwich, I'm going for that sandwich. Right? Because that would actually provide me provide my body more nutrients than a bowl of ice cream that contains probably about 30 grams of sugar so it's kind of like a balance and you have to make that choice like given the variety that you
0: have plus if you've already got the vegetables there you can actually again i recommend obviously taking a knife but i'm a backward uh redneck so me without a knife is sort of a weird situation anyway but um but yeah, if you got the vegetables anyway, especially if you've got the cucumbers and you've got the bread, you mean you might as well throw in the uh, make a, throw that on the sandwich as well.
1: Yep. the cucumbers, the carrots, they, they, you can eat it on its own, and you can even you know slice it up and put it on on your sandwich or make a wrap, you know, depending on what kind of bread you buy. But at least that's a good option that you have to start off your day so that when you go to the conference, then you don't have to, you know, uh, you wouldn't have to grab anything that you probably wouldn't eat or wouldn't want to eat on your usual days. So there are also other things that you can include in this, you know, so-called your breakfast or even use it for dinner. You can buy things like canned tuna. You can buy things like bacon, salami or sliced meats. Um... As mentioned, like, these may be processed meats, but these are, I would say, some of the better options that you can make on the go, and they are easily cooked, or some of them are already prepared for you. You can just use it in your sandwich immediately. But if, let's say, you have the tools and the, you know, um, the equipment to cook like a microwave, then maybe you can buy those very thinly sliced meats. Or minced meat, and you can use your all-purpose seasoning together with the coconut oil, and cook it in the microwave.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So some some other things that I like to buy is like lemons, and then lemons or limes. I can use it kind of like to make a salad dressing. If I have, if I have access to fresh veggies, then I'll just use it and squeeze on top of the salad to eat. As well as the last thing I would always buy on the go especially would be coconut water so coconut water is a good way to replenish like any electrolytes because you're always walking and sweating a lot you know if you're wearing a costume and you're at a convention hall with a lot of people it's gonna be really really warm so having coconut water is gonna help
0: a lot uh, just because is there any plus minus between coconut water versus a Gatorade
1: Oh, there's a lot of differences. <laughs> so for it I think um, I've seen... I guess, okay, not just the brand. I, a lot of spot strings, they contain a lot of sugar just to make it taste better. And they also contain a mix of different chemicals, I would say. Like many times when I look at the labels, they have a lot of different additives and colorings just to make it look and taste better. And I don't think that our body likes this kind of things, and they don't really need it. So I like to keep it simple. If coconut water provides that, I'm just drinking that. Also, it's very, I mean, coconut water is much cheaper. It's accessible, and it's literally a drink in its most natural state.
0: Okay. Okay. So, are we going to
1: move on to food now?
0: <laughs> Go for it. I thought we already were.
1: So, that is kind of like, I feel like the, what I've mentioned is kind of like pre-game prep kind of thing. <laughs> right. Because I think most importantly, it's like you yourself have to be prepared like mentally and knowing what other options you have. And we, when you have all these options, then you don't really have to worry about you know, not having access to things because you already know you're prepared. You are walking in more confident of what you're going to do about it. So I guess now it's like being in the convention or the event itself. Like it's happening, it's ongoing and you have your snacks, but you're going to be meeting up with a lot of friends and your friends are going to want to go for lunch or want to go for dinner together. So at this point, you're going to be walking into the restaurants, you're going to be walking into all these food stores and you want to know what you can choose or what you can pick from there, right? Yep. Okay, so now, um, given the choices, <laughs> I remember we have like uh, two fast food joints that I can choose from, which is, one is a burger joint and the other one is a taco joint. Yep. So when it comes to these places, <laughs> I don't always go to McDonald's or anything like that, but when I have to, because I'm meeting a friend or something, um, what I would do is... You can actually tell them like what you want. So whenever you look at the menu, you know that they have all those options, like all those burgers and sandwiches. Um, you can actually give them instructions on how you want it prepared so that you don't have to eat uh, things that you don't want to. So things like a fish sandwiches, the, the fish sandwich, I would actually tell them to make it with the sauce on the side. So that I can actually choose how much sauce I want on the sandwich itself. So sometimes I feel like uh, whenever we eat out, there are many times they tend to drench the food with gravy. And that is one thing that I worry about because uh, there are a lot of ingredients in the gravy that I don't necessarily want in my body. What I would prefer or what I would always tell them to do is to put it in a tub or on the side in a separate bowl then I would use as much as I need to. And the same goes with salad dressings. Um, I guess when we go to these places, uh, there are certain ways we can order to kind of lower down um, any additional additives. So one way to do it is to go with burgers without buns or I think Lately, a lot of restaurants are now more knowledgeable about this kind of things, and they actually do low-carb options. So you can actually ask for a burger wrapped in a cabbage or wrapped in some form of salad, or you can even ask for like a burger bowl, whereby they cut up, they cut up the ingredients that they usually use in a burger and put it in a salad bowl.
0: Okay. I'll have to check do it out. Have- I'm sorry. Yeah, do you have
1: those options there now? Uh,
0: not really. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, it's straight up. Not only if we go to an actual real burger joint. If we're talking more of a fast food place, uh, mm-hmm. not so much. But not. I sure see. We, but I can always confirm that because we do I do tend to get uh, Jack in the Box on roughly the first of the month, so mm-hmm. it's my one splurge area. Go figure. Um, <laughs> But I'm sure... I mean, I know they don't do the cabbage leaf. It's just something... The cabbage leaf is just something most of the fast food places don't carry. Oh, lettuce? I think they do have... Lettuce? Lettuce, yeah, but I'm not sure if they actually wrap it in the thing. But I can check. I'm sort of curious about that now. (laughs) A lot of people actually do ask for it that way. So I wouldn't see that as too uncommon. Especially not in a convention area. Yep. So...
1: Yeah, I mean, even if they don't do that, what you can do is actually just order a burger. I think, you know, some places they have, like, those $2 burger buns. Uh, order it without the bun and then cut it up and then order a side salad, put the burger on the salad and you can have a meal on its own, just like that. Yeah. Because I know, like, at least most, I think most fast food places now, even they sell, uh, they sell salads on the side. But you can easily make that your main just by ordering... The burger and cutting it up without the bun and throwing it into a salad, then that's that's like a good meal on its own.
0: Yeah, in fact, a lot of places will sell a uh, salad with actually like a chicken salad as well.
1: Huh. yep. I know, like there are places like Wendy's and uh, Wendy's, they sell like full, really good salad bowls.
0: Uh, so does uh, Jack in the Box and McDonald's. I mean, a lot of them do, but those are some of the better, uh, some of the better ones. Ah, uh, yes. So. Yep,
1: so those are like good options as well. And then uh, you can also order like... um. I think most fast food places now, they also sell like fruits or yogurt cups. And those are pretty good options as well. If let's say, you know, after eating... If let's say like a burger without the bun is not going to be enough for you, then maybe you can order like a fruit and a yogurt cup as well. So although it's like really small servings for each of those it's still, you know, when you eat it, eat them combined together, it makes a really good meal already.
0: Yeah. Uh, like you pointed out when we were talking, one of the reasons I went away from the Chinese uh, fast food, like Panda Express, that sort of thing, was because it would have been really easy to cheat because they automatically serve steamed, or they have access to steamed vegetables. Yes. I that would things a little bit more interesting. Um, how about tacos and burritos? Because there's, there's a lot of vegetables and those with the lettuce and the uh, tomatoes and the guacamole
1: yeah so tacos are I know tacos a lot of people think that it's very simple but I guess it is the way that it is being cooked I find that I mean I find myself even like cooking and preparing that at home you know just tacos in a bowl just without the wraps and I guess this really depends on the place that you're eating at but the best way to do it is probably to avoid any gravy when possible or ask for gravy on the side and then ask them to prepare it in a bowl uh, instead of having it with the wraps. That will dramatically cut down a lot of the calories already. And in fact, without the wrap itself, it is basically protein and vegetables right. with a, with a good dose of healthy fat, you know, with the guacamole and all that.
0: And just to ask the fun question. How do you feel about the corn tortilla versus the flour tortilla? Basically hard versus soft controversy. I like the soft
1: ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just weird like that. I I don't know why I cannot on the I've tried the the corn tortilla thing, but I don't really like the crunch. Right? Yeah, so I'm kind of like <laughs> I'm on the soft side. <laughs> what about you?
0: Uh, pretty much either way, I, I once in a while, we go after what they call, uh, I guess a double-decker, which is a, a soft taco inside of a hard taco, or taco inside of a soft taco, so.
1: Okay, and what's your go-to, like, in terms of fillings, what do you usually choose?
0: Uh, I usually go with the meat, the lettuce, the tomatoes, the cheese, and sour cream.
1: Oh, that's a good choice.
0: So, In fact, at one point, my go-to when I was working with... Uh, I actually worked at Taco Bell, and my go-to is what they call a seven-layer burrito, which was uh, fried beans, rice, all the vegetables, and sour cream. And oh, that's not bad. So, I think they've discontinued that, which is really depressing to me.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. There is... I think there is... Like, there's, this like, Chipotle, right? Chipotle in the U.S. is really, really good, too. Like, the way... I like that you can pick out all the ingredients and choose what you want in your plate or in your bowl. So, I used to always go for the um,
0: Chipotle bowls. Just because it's Chipotle. Yes. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> sorry. It's one of those things that cracks me up is how different people in different backgrounds pronounce different things, so...
1: Chipotle is wrong.
0: <laughs> Chipotle is correct. It's you correct. do not want to see me with uh, some of the British YouTube people, which i <laughs> sorry.
1: No, it's okay.
0: Um, but yeah, um, Chipotle is actually. Yeah, like I like. I, I agree with Chipotle just because they do a lot of good variety, and plus they have a good variety of sizes as well as far as the burritos go.
1: Mm-hmm. I always recommend that, like if if they have it nearby, then it's a good place to go because I mean the way they cook as well and the quality of the ingredients is as important. So that is definitely the go-to if there is if it is an option.
0: Um, also, how do you feel about hot sauce being something that actually helps speed up your metabolism and therefore help you with uh, the calorie burn?
1: I guess for a hot sauce, um, it depends. So for me I actually have a sensitivity to spicy foods like chilies so I can't have it but for those like for those of you who enjoy it it's it's a good thing because you know for those of the people who enjoy spicy food you can actually use it on a lot of different food you can cook or steam veggies and use hot sauce and many people enjoy it that way so because you have that additional flavoring then you're able to keep your meal prep or your food prep symbol and use it in the dishes so instead of having to deep fry things or having to uh, add um, additional seasonings you can just keep it simple then use hot sauce as a flavor okay. and hot sauce is not too bad it's just chili <laughs> yeah
0: well some people like I said some people don't like it again because they have the same sensitivity you do other mm-hmm. people, on the other hand, are like me, and I can get away with a little bit hotter. So that's I, good. I just point out because one of the things, one of the minor recommendations I actually got from a nurse was that, um, because hot sauce to some people actually speed up their metabolism just a li- just a little bit, it's mm-hmm. actually a little bit better for people with diabetes because it helps them deal with the uh, deal with sugar issues as well. As weird as I know that's going kind to of sound.
1: Yeah. I guess in a way, it's also because like um, you have to stay on more on the savory side than on the sweet side because you want to avoid sugar as much as possible so that it doesn't mess up with your blood sugar levels and stuff. But yeah, I mean, if if it works for you, go for it. Anything that I find that, you know, many times uh, I always have this kind of dis- discussions with people and they're always like, what is the best diet for me? There are like like thousands of different diets in the world and the best diet is the one that you can stick with so I always try to find a balance between what someone can enjoy like the first question out of my mouth is always what is your favorite food like not everyone can you know it is I guess like a lot of people tend to ask me like for a meal plan but whenever I give it to them they look at it oh this is not something I like so they can't eat it you know the most important thing is to find ways to kind of adapt, which is why I started off the conversation with kind of like having a couple of rules that would guide you in making your decisions when it comes to eating. I think that is like the most basic thing that everyone really should do, having those like a couple of rules, three to five rules that you would stick with and that would be the ones that guide your choices when, where, whenever you buy food or whenever you're out eating.
0: Right, oh, and just to be obnoxious, the reason I brought up the corn uh, basically the corn uh, the hard versus soft is because I've also found that the the hard corn tortillas tend to have a mm-hmm. little bit less sugars than the uh, soft flour tortillas, and again, that goes back to me being you know having to deal with sugar issues, so yes, oh yes,
1: that I, I mean I've heard about that as well, so definitely, um, I think in a way, the corn tortillas are also better for some people because of the, if they have any food sensitivity issues, um, the white, as in the, the other tortillas, they can't have as well.
0: Okay. So i so, Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No. Which is why I was always recommending like to eat it in a bowl instead. So tacos in a bowl, burgers in a bowl, <laughs> rather than to have it with the buns or the wraps.
0: Okay, any f- a particular feeling? Just, are, are you familiar with the, the keto diet at all?
1: The keto diet? Yeah. Um, I would say that really depends on individuals. It is not a bad diet because it really helps with a lot of different issues. Um, it can be seen... I mean, I actually see it as a therapeutic diet. So for people with certain health issues like epilepsy... Um, it does also help uh, people with blood sugar issues and as you mentioned, uh, people with diabetes. There has been noticeable improvements just by being on keto. But then again, uh, I feel like it is not really sustainable in a long run. It is quite difficult to maintain that. So some people might struggle with it. And uh, as mentioned, like the best diet is always something that you can stick with. So if, that is not suitable for you, maybe work towards like a lower carb diet. I think that helps a lot. Okay. I think most importantly is like, most importantly, like whenever, the, the reason why I mentioned like low carb is because low carb helps you eliminate a lot of the processed foods and avoid a lot of the grains or gluten and stuff like that that doesn't do well with our bodies. So by going, by eating in, By eating in that direction, it does help you eliminate all those all the not as good stuff for your body. And then it helps you manage your diet a little better. Right. Also, like also I think the good thing about keto, it is helping us educate ourselves about foods. Because the good thing about, you know, ever since the keto diet came out and everybody's talking about it, there is a lot more education about sugar in a lot of our foods in a lot of our drinks like many times we don't know what we are drinking i mean we know that it's it's quenching our thirst but when you turn the can around and you look at the nutritional facts there is like 13 grams of sugar in that one can and that is more than half of our daily food requirement uh daily sugar recommended sugar intake right so And whenever we go to like, whenever we eat out, we are not only drinking one can, we are ordering a large Coke or we're ordering a large soda. So those is, I mean, those drinks itself, is like additional calories and sugar content on its own also. So that's why when, when like after the keto diet came out, it started educating people about all this. I think it's a good thing. You know, people are starting to pay attention to their food
0: she just brings up a fun question. If I'm at a fast food place, what's the suggestion of going for? Say a fruit juice or a nice tea instead of a uh, sugar drink.
1: Um, I think when you go to fast food, there is unsweetened tea, right? And then that's what I would order, or I would just order a mineral water usually, um, because I find that like the juices, especially at these kind of places, it's always loaded with sugar.
0: So doing a real quick summary, um, what would be, would basically be the, how would you suggest going about doing, formulate an overall strategy when you're actually at a convention?
1: So when I'm there, um, I know that my breakfast, my breakfast is already ready, all good to go because I, I've bought all my foods and I'm prepared for that. Um, for lunch, I would probably um, go for the tacos in a bowl. Or I would just order the tacos but I would avoid eating the wraps and then I'll just eat them the fillings itself. And if possible I would probably add on guacamole because I love that stuff and it's good for me and it keeps me sus- it helps me sustain um for longer hours as well. Mm, I guess the next would be, you know, like having my snacks. Um if possible, I would always try to have some fruit on the go or at least in my bag. If I don't have that, then I would probably reach out for my nuts as snacks. Mm, and then after that, probably I would just go for the burgers without a bun and a, a fruit, a yogurt cup. A fr- sorry, burgers without a bun and then I will buy a side of fruits and probably a yogurt cup.
0: Okay, and of course the one last uh, one last question: uh, How do you feel about beef jerky? I know that's something a lot of people tend to go for.
1: That is my favorite. <laughs> I love it. Like I always tell my I always tell my friends if I don't have access to it, I'm probably gonna buy a dehydrator on my own. <laughs> like at the rate that I'm eating jerky, <laughs> it's it's a scary amount, but I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like all kinds of jerky and I think it's a good, it's a good sauce because to me, it's always about avoiding processed food as much as possible and eating food in its most natural form. And jerky is basically that, you know, you're getting food in its most natural form and just drying it over low heat, still maintaining a lot of its nutrients and seasoning it the way you want it and then having it (laughs) next
0: And could you, I guess we can start wrapping things up a little bit. Um, well, can you repeat those three rules you started this off with? The rules? Yeah. So
1: I would say um, these rules actually apply even in your daily life. The first one would be to drink as much plain water as possible. You want to be eating your calories and not drinking them. So avoid sodas or any sweet sugary drinks, canned drinks especially, Um, Stick with plain water or unsweetened tea. Then the next one would be always to avoid sugary or processed foods as much as possible. Um, Of course, this includes dessert. Try to cut it down as much as possible and just stick with eating like real food. And then the third one is to limit the amount of alcohol you'll be drinking. So try to cut it down to like maybe... Two glasses, if possible, or if you can avoid it completely, even better. Better, because then at least you'll be like full energy and not have to deal with the hangover the next day.
0: If you do go alcohol, just actually ask you which uh, preference you know—hard liquors, wine, or beer.
1: I would say probably wine or hard liquor. For me, I think beer is always <laughs> beer is not my choice I guess like wine or hot liquor is always cleaner and less effects also less dehydrating you're able to control it a little better
0: yeah you no know, I've got a problem with wine but that's because I think I've, I'm also yeah my I'm ha- also have a little problem with ADHD so um mm. go figure um <laughs> <laughs> okay so, but I guess
1: wine is also a better choice because there is, it is like super low in sugar, so it's a good thing. They don't usually flavor it, and because it's fermented, it is much, you know, easier on your gut as well.
0: So, yeah, also there's also the flavonoids as well as well as the antioxidants in there, so. Yep. Okay, and that pretty much wraps it up. Um, where's your podcast again, and what's the URL for it?
1: Okay, for anyone who wants to find me you can always uh, check out my social media accounts I'm currently very much more active on Instagram and I'm trying to get back on a regular schedule to do live streaming so you can find me on Instagram at Natswang N-A-T-X W-A-N-G my podcast can be found uh, you can find my podcast on my website which is netswang.com okay and
0: yep and that's basically it. So, yes. All right. Much appreciated, and thanks for having, thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really had a great time, and I love this challenge. It was fun.
0: <laughs> cool. All right, Well, have yep. a good. Well, have a good evening.
1: You too. Thank you.
0: And that was Nats Wong. Thank you for listening. Please support this podcast by going to Patreon.com/slash/two sparrows and checking out our subscription tiers. Again. Thanks for listening, have a great night, and I'll talk to you later.